0: I'm Corinne Schaefer, and welcome to Create Outside the Box. In this episode, I will be sitting down with Soprano and co-founder of Creative Operations, Seychelle Beck, who recently completed two tours performing on the TUI Cruises. She will share a behind-the-scenes look of Brooke DeRosa's Alice in Wonderland, and her role as Alice. If you are interested in watching our interview, please visit our Creative Operations YouTube channel. Under our playlist, "Through the Looking Glass," behind the scenes of Brooke De Rosa's *Alice in Wonderland*. Soprano Michelle Beck has performed across stages in North America and Germany in such roles as Musetta in *La Bohème*, Pamina in *Die Zauberflöte*. Nayade, in Ariadne auf Naxos, and in the premiere of the one-woman opera, Elaine. We met performing during the run of The Phantom of the Opera in Hamburg, and have gone on to collaborate together on Opera on Tap Hamburg and creative operations. We sat down for tea to discuss opera, Alice, and our new video, Home. So hello, and today we are sitting down with co-founder of Creative Operations and our very own Alice in Alice in Wonderland, Sechelle Beck.
1: Hello, (laughs) good to be here. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, good to see you. It's funny um, interviewing you because we're always working together. So it's kind of a a strange role to be in today. But I thought it would be nice to sit down and have everybody learn a little bit more about you and also how you see the role of Alice and yeah, just lots of fun stuff. So what I thought was so interesting is I didn't realize that you started out in theater and then later switched to opera. And I just wanted to know what made you change paths to become an opera singer?
1: Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I didn't know much about opera growing up. I mean, I went to go see classical concerts with my aunt and with my grandma a lot, um, you know, in the park or uh, even at Disney Hall in LA. We would go there sometimes. Um, but I didn't really know a whole lot about opera. And so the path that I went was through the musical theater path. There was um a musical theater group in my city that uh, was separate from school because my school also didn't really have a musical theater program. Um, and I like begged my mom to pay for me to go and <laughs> take part in this uh, musical theater program, which I did for a couple years. And um, then I started taking music classes and I uh, got annoyed with the choices of my voice teachers, basically. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I'm not really liking these songs that you're choosing. And he's like, well, why don't you just go buy a CD and listen to some stuff and tell me what you want to sing? I was like, hmm. Sounds like a good idea. So I bought um, a Renee Fleming CD, mm-hmm. uh, a beautiful voice or the beautiful voice, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I, and um, yeah, it's just, it's the same uh, name as her book. Mm-hmm. And then I bought a, a, a soprano aria CD, and one of the songs on there was uh, Sumi Jo singing the Queen of the Night, the De Rache um, from, from the magic flute. And I loved it. Um, I came to my voice teacher and told him and he said, Oh, do you want to try it? And then I realized I'm not really that kind of soprano to get those really, really, really high notes. I can sing high, but that's just like one note out of my range, unfortunately. So I've done Pamina twice. So there's something, um, and then actually once moving here, I sort of found my musical theater feet again and, uh, you know, doing opera, uh, doing the Phantom of the Opera in Hamburg with you and also doing this um, world, world of musicals tour that I that I did last year, which is a lot of fun. And I like trying to find the um, my style, which seems to be when I'm most comfortable is kind of like in between the two, not fully, fully opera, although I can, and also not fully, fully musical theater, although I can. <laughs> but what I really like to do is this sort of in between, which is exactly what uh, Brooke wrote Alice for.
0: Yeah. It's at that classical, <laughs> classical crossover. And I agree. I think you really shine. Yeah. Like you can do both and you can do both well, but whenever I hear you in that kind of realm I go, oh, it's like something just kind of goes into gear and you get really excited. But my question is, so you were in school, you were doing musical theater stuff
1: first, but what made you- Not in school. Oh, yes. Well, um, one, because I didn't have to dance. That was the biggest thing. Not the biggest thing, but a big thing. I grew up listening to classical music, so I'm very familiar with the style, let's say, wow. even though I didn't really listen to that much opera, um, and the storytelling, actually, although musical theater obviously has a lot of storytelling, um, I liked that that opera was basically like straight theater mm-hmm. and singing, yeah, and just put together All without line, the dancing, without the tap element. <laughs> yes, also- exactly. I was just surprised
0: that he said, find music you like. And you were like, okay, Renee Fleming and Sumi Joe, like you weren't going to the best of Audrey McDonald. So I was kind of wondering how you, is that all from the concerts or that's just what you gravitated to?
1: Um, I guess because we were studying, there there were kind of two choices at my school. Some of it had to do with the school and it was like, either you're going more in the classical direction or jazz. Oh, okay. And I was in jazz group as mm-hmm. well. And I, I played with the idea of doing that, um, but ended up going the the opera route mostly because of the high notes, I think.
0: Yeah, you like the challenge of that because I, I think people who love to do opera, it's because as you said, it's like high theater. It's like the hardest singing the stage, the costumes, everything is like full volume, and it's just a lot of fun to be be part of. Full power. Yeah, the power, exactly. What was the first opera you saw? Because you went to a lot of concerts, but what was the actual first opera you saw?
1: It was Don Giovanni um, with Erwin uh, Schwart. and I went to go see that. I had a student pass, so I was like sitting in the third row or something for... or something like that. The student tickets are (laughs) really good. And I went and saw that three times because I was just so amazed by it. I mean, you know, the overture in the beginning of Don Giovanni is just like (gasps) with the timpani and stuff. And I just didn't, I never thought of Mozart as being that way. And I don't know, just like the sound overwhelmed me. Yeah, that's a pretty, and he's a great actor. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, he is. And that's a pretty epic opera. Uh, My favorite is always the very last scene. No spoilers here, but it's a pretty, (laughs) pretty epic last scene in Don Giovanni. So I guess I don't need to ask what your favorite favorite opera is. But I do want to ask, what's your favorite role that you've performed so far?
1: Um, I think I would have to be Musetta. Okay. She doesn't have a a ridiculous amount of singing, but she's just, she's so fiery. (laughs) What she does sing, um, she means and like, she's doing it for a reason. Not to say that er other characters don't, but she's fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, The range is also really good for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. The, um, her character, even though she's like flashy and showy, um, she's actually a very authentic person. You know, she, she says and does what she means, which you don't, you don't meet a lot of people like that. So I think that's an interesting uh, side to, to Musetta. Is there a role that you like to perform that you haven't yet in the future?
1: Yes, I would love, I mean, Romeo and Juliet is probably, it's one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. I was also in the Shakespeare club in high school. (laughs) I was vice president. Thank you very much. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) Uh Romeo and Juliet is just I love all forms of it. Mm-hmm. Uh but the Gounod Romeo e Julieta is one of my favorite operas. Don Giovanni also. Mm-hmm. Um and La Traviata those are probably my three tops. Mm-hmm. Um but I would love to sing her the music is just it's lush and gorgeous, but she also gets some showy things that she gets to sing. Um, unfortunately it's not done that often here in Germany. I don't understand that. But I don't know. (laughs) They do Carmen. That's like the big French one that happens here. Yeah. They don't do a lot
0: of French, uh, opera. I mean, in general, I don't think they do a lot of opera, even in the United States. Um, but there are like Romeo and Juliet or, um, Faust or, um, love Faust or, Cendrillon. I don't know why that isn't performed. Oh, so I
1: played Prince Charming. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was my first, that was my first opera role. It was Prince Charming. It was Prince Charming. Yeah. Because actually in the, in the libretto, um, it calls for a, oh, what is it called? Um, a Falcon soprano. I think mm-hmm. they call it. Mm-hmm. And So it's just, it's meant to be a soprano with sort of a darker color. And especially when I was first finding my opera sound, it was a a little bit darker and I had a solid middle. Mm -hmm. So I was Prince Charming, you know, strapped me down and (laughs) put a beard on me.
0: Oh, you had a beard? Oh, I need to see these.
1: A little bit of stubble. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll send you some pictures. Maybe we can add them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um,
0: Yeah, so like you mentioned that, Uh, and this was actually, you know, before the pandemic hit, you were on tour with the world of musicals and having a lot of fun. They had their Christmas show and then they had their big Broadway show that you were uh, starting out with. And then unfortunately with COVID, everything closed down, but hopefully, you know, in the near future, things can get up and running again. What do you miss most about being out on the road?
1: Um, Well, performing every day or almost every day we had, we had, some weeks, six shows, mm-hmm. which which is a lot. <laughs> and some weeks, four shows. But I mean, it kind of felt like every day with maybe a couple of days off um, here and there. I miss honing my craft. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that I can't do it when I'm in my living room, but it just has a different feeling. There's a different amount of um, sharing also. Uh it's really about I think just singing every day, being on stage. There's a different skill set that you need than just practicing by yourself. And I really miss that. Yeah. Um, being on the road specifically, it was a lot of fun for like the first month or so, but you know, after a while you're kind of like, oh, I wouldn't mind having my own bed and (laughs) all of that the only thing is um I will say is that being on tour you don't have a chance to get distracted by things in your everyday life so when you're on tour you are on tour Mm -hmm. and you really don't make a lot of space for for other things which can be really good for concentration and um again honing your craft and uh honing your craft (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think just when you focus, yes. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no, but um, I've never been on tour. I don't particularly think I'd enjoy being on tour, but uh, cause I like my own bed too. Um, yeah. I do know that from, from when we did Phantom, you were doing the eight shows a week, you know, so tour you're doing oh. four, six shows a week. Um, it does put you in a different mental game when you're performing because sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves when it's just one show. Yeah or five shows and when you're doing it in that rhythm um you can really build a performance you know and just kind of layer on and uh that's a luxury when you get to perform something as often as you would uh in something like the Phantom of the Opera or or on tour so I totally totally agree with you on that um, yeah switching gears a little bit so we're going to get into Alice in Wonderland and I was wondering Mm -hmm. what was your first introduction to the story of Alice in Wonderland
1: you know I don't remember having an introduction to Alice in Wonderland I just feel like it was always around me it was always a story that I that I grew up knowing I mean I obviously saw the Disney Mm -hmm. um movie at some point but it also wasn't like my favorite movie, but I remember loving the story and loving how, how weird some of it is. Yeah. (laughs) And how magical, how magical it is. Um, yeah. So I don't have a specific memory of, of Alice in Wonderland as an introduction. It's true, though. I think
0: for us as Americans, because we did the videos in in Germany and we were dealing with um, an international cast for our videos, people who hadn't grown up with the story, they were more uh, familiar with the more recent Tim Burton movies. And so they were kind of coming at it from a a different standpoint. And for us, it's kind of like a part of pop culture. We can't remember a time There wasn't a reference to something, Alice in Wonderland. Um, it's just, yeah, you see it. You I see mean, it. The Cheshire Cat has always been around, right? It's always been around, or the Mad Hatter. I mean, there's these, like, there are so many iconic characters that have just kind of worked mm. their way into everyday American pop culture. So it's really interesting. Um, that being said, do you, ha- like, what's your view on Alice? You know, how do you view her as a character? What's your take?
1: She is very, very curious, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I mean, she is intelligent. She asks a lot of questions and she's adventurous, I would say. I mean, who else would go on an adventure just following a rabbit, you yeah. know? Um, so I think she, she's more in the scientific uh, thinkers realm because she wants to ask, ask questions. And if she doesn't get the answer that she or if she doesn't get the answer, then she'll go somewhere else and try and find it. Yeah, no, it's
0: true. And I read something recently that I thought was really interesting after having reread the books is that in the stories, Alice is, as you said, she's trying to figure everything out. She's asking the questions and she's not getting the answers. And ultimately she has to get the answers from herself. Ultimately she has to go back Figure it out herself. So it's kind of this um, philosophical, uh, esoteric kind of, you know, trying to figure out like, does this all actually exist? Or is this just Alice, you know, wrestling with these questions in her mind and and having to be more self-reliant?
1: What is life? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was like the early, early, I don't know, how old is she supposed to be? 10? Maybe, maybe. I forget like that. Yeah. Uh, the first, what is life question? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's Alice in Wonderland.
0: Yeah. But it is interesting how you can, you can take that story on so many different, different layers. It can be just a colorful adventure or you can dive deeper into the psychology behind it. So it's just, um, yeah, it's very interesting. And do you think that she's like quirky or do you think that just everything around her is crazy or do you think she's kind of you know not of her time maybe a little forward thinking
1: oh definitely forward thinking I mean quirky maybe in the in the best way yeah. <laughs> um curious I mean just uh, there's another word that I had for it but now I forgot inquisitive, <laughs>
0: inquisitive. yeah no she's very inquisitive, inquisitive. Yeah. So you enjoy, you enjoy playing her and kind of stepping into those shoes and trying to explore things for the first time.
1: I relate to that because I was definitely that why kid (laughs) when I was younger. Why? I said it to my brother recently because he has uh, two little boys now and he's like, oh, he's in the why phase. I was like, you remember mine, right? It went on for a long time. but why? (laughs) (laughs) I totally relate to her. (laughs) It's like, but why is it this way?
0: (laughs) Um, So this month we're, we're showing the video home. Um, Do you have any, any special memories or favorite moments from the day that we shot the
1: video? Yeah, definitely. Um, I liked, uh, I mean, being on the bridge when all those people were trying to They were trying to get by. I mean, it was a really beautiful day. So there were joggers out. There were people walking, or dogs. And we had to have Sarah and and Tom on either side, like, saying, can you just, can you wait like a second so we can film this? (laughs) The joggers were just, like, jogging in place. (laughs) But it was a really beautiful day. It was cold. It was very cold, especially, like, the first um first couple hours that we were there um every time we stopped filming I had to put on a coat because it was just it was chilly um but it was beautiful yeah and let's see oh and when Tom had to shake the bush for the Tom Tom had a rabbit yes
0: Tom is our uncredited rabbit in in (laughs) in the video he was our production assistant for the day had a lot of fun using and catching the drone um and then later we yes. made him like go in the bush and like shake as the rabbit there <laughs> were, he had fun with it he had a lot of fun with that we have various bunny takes <laughs> that go from like aggressive <laughs> rabbit to just slight little bunny action so
1: uh <laughs> and you were t- you were like oh no i think that's too much can you can you just like shake it a little less because the first time it was like, Shh. It was like rabbit. monster rabbit yes.
0: so I, don't, I don't think he's that aggressive <laughs> but yeah no, it's a lot of fun. but yeah you gotta was, get the right force the right force yeah definitely but um but yeah no it was we lucked out because you know again it was supposed to rain the whole entire day and then we decided <laughs> we were going to just you know make the best of it And, um, you know, thankfully, there were just, you know, again, a few passing showers, but especially in the morning, it was cold. And we were like on that blanket. And I know your legs were cramping. I know my legs were cramping because we were the
1: whole time and Sarah was like, Sarah posed us very beautifully, but it was like, (laughs) yeah <laughs> so no no chin a little bit up no down okay now this way <laughs> and it's like then hold it and look really natural yep. and mouth your words <laughs> yeah got
0: it no problem no problem <laughs> <laughs> totally easy to do but I'm so grateful for that because
1: it looks great it was not comfortable to it do. sure does but it, but it looks great. I'm I'm so happy that she was there because sitting can be so especially sitting on the ground Mm -hmm. you know sitting in a chair is something a little bit different although she would probably I mean she would obviously know how to sit in a chair very gracefully but it's not quite as difficult as sitting on the ground gracefully yeah and just
0: building the vignettes so that everything looks good and then again that juxtaposition of doing that and making it making it look natural but she Was uh, such a pro, and and also like helping when there was a leg cramp, or someone was cold, or if we needed like a little, you know, a little help with you know re re repositioning ourselves. (laughs) Some water, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) snack trolley. But yeah, no, it was it was a really fun day, and um, yeah, it turned out I think better than any of us had originally thought, and so yeah, yeah, a lot of fun memories there. Well, thank you for joining me for a little tea talk and going down memory lane with home and uh yeah i mean we're going to be in touch anyway because we've got more things to plan and more projects in the future
1: more things to come exactly it's the use of a book without pictures or illustrations how on earth can you stand such a boring unburied and bland creation lying here i can dream i dream about a world i see a world filled with amazing things impossible but true my wonderland
0: you've been listening to Sechelle beck singing the role of Alice in Brooke DeRosa's Alice in Wonderland. To watch Sechelle's performance in the video Home, please visit our Creative Operations YouTube channel under our Alice in Wonderland playlist. And to catch Sechelle live on stage, check out A World of Musicals in Germany from December 8th through February 13th. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Create Outside the Box please follow us, like, and subscribe on Spotify, Buzzsprout, and now Apple Podcasts. And check us out on our Creative Operations YouTube channel, where you can subscribe to watch our interviews. For more information about Creative Operations, please visit www.creative-operations.org.